0: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss, and if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. ...round in
1: the mile-high city than ever before. And we're in not just talking tavern. 16th Street here.
2: That, that's the noise of, the of Ari's ranch. Tavern.
1: From Fort Those of you Boulder, watching to
2: live to Colorado, on YouthShow. hello, well, uh, uh, my name is Chuck bigger. Roy, it's and I'm bigger. excited to introduce it's you in to the host of your comedy show.
1: We're going to do that in a moment. What we're going to do right now is demonstrate on Denver's fastest 4G LTE network. Plus, hook up your family with four lines of 10 gigs of 4G LTE data per line, just thirty bucks a month for each line. We have a lot of great comedians for you. Switch show, to the can our shows are We're broadcast live the at uh, they're
2: full of commercials Generally limited time offers subject of to change paid uh, simple
0: choice service required we'll thank you. for T-Mobile for
2: sponsoring our, our, our terrific comedy show and, and thank you T-Mobile uh, good job Melissa uh, alright uh, there, there's one other person who sponsors these comedy shows when they're live that's Maria Navin-Lasseter uh, she's a realtor and she works with Great Way Real Estate. Yes, Great Way Real Estate. That's a great way to buy a house. Do you need a realtor? A great way to get that done is call my friend Maria navin Lassiter. She'll be your realtor. She'll get you in a nice sweet house. Uh, speaking of sweet houses, we're live at Ari's Tavern where there's a wonderful audience of, of two, everybody. Uh, And then a bartender, so that makes an audience of three. And then uh, a cook working a wall behind us. So the goal for the comedians tonight is to get that fourth laugh right behind the fourth wall, which today is to our left, normally right in front. Uh, I'm doing all my fancy comedy jokes. Uh, So if you can get a laugh off the cook, I'll buy you a beer. Uh, And then uh, on with the show We have a terrific host Why do I think he's a terrific host? Because he agreed to host (laughs) Yeah, which means I don't have to You know, I've done that a lot And uh, uh, I appreciate it His last name is almost like uh, A name that uh, comes from My favorite John Wayne movie So uh, I I think he's almost A rock star We're going to find out Uh, It's his first time playing Ari So Uh, He's going to have sliders, maybe an Aris burger, and then a delicious beer. Uh, He might even leave getting laid from the audience of two. (laughs) Everybody, give a nice round of applause to our host for the evening. Here's Joe Eddings, ladies and gentlemen.
3: (laughs) Wow, this is like the biggest crowd I've ever seen. I'm almost going to get stage fright from this, man. And all that. Thank you for the two people who are eating, drinking, and, and with occasional head turning. Hey, look, there's a white guy up there. Wow. This is awesome. I was born and raised in this area, which is cool, because when I was told at Ari's Tavern, I'm like, there's no bar on Pecos. There's a couple of other bars in the neighborhood, but now then I'm like... Oh, yeah, the one with the biker bar, the one that mom always said, you stay away from that place. He told you don't go in there. I come from a mixed family. My mom's Hispanic. My dad's Caucasian, so that pretty much makes me messed up. (laughs) And my friends would always, you know, and friends who knew my family, they would always, you know, question my ability, you know, hey, we're at Taco Bell. How do you order a Pepsi? I'm like, usually at the end of the meal? I don't know. I always ask for, you know, a number four, and they're like, oh, see. My grandfather would always ask me, too, hey, are you white? Or are you Hispanic? And I'm like, well, isn't it pretty much messed up that I have to admit that I'm Catholic? I mean, and now, and growing up, because, and, and I want to say I'm seasoned. I want to say that I have a little bit of culture in me. I understand the whole, uh, the quinceaneras and growing up. And, and and it was cool, because when you're a white guy in a, in a Hispanic culture, you go to weddings and all that, you get to attend a lot of people going up, going up to you and going, hey, thank you for coming and all that. We appreciate you coming. Like the last wedding I went to, my friends, like my friend's family would always come up to me. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I finally went up to him. And I'm like, why do they keep on thanking me? He's like, oh, uh, they all think that you're my boss at my job. But we went to high school. <laughs> so now growing up now and I got three bombinos myself and I have a beautiful wife. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, my, and the mother always keeps on telling me, well, I'm going to label the kids as Hispanic, even though they're, they're, they're much whiter than you. And I'm like, you can't do that. That's almost like, like, like claiming something's not right there. I mean, it's they're, they're not a firm of action or anything like that, you know. You can't think, of course, if they go into college, then you could use it. Or if they go on the Denver police force, maybe they could use it. But going through there now, I mean, you can't be a white kid and be called Jose. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work out that way. And so, all right. So, uh, getting now and growing older, too, coming from a mixed family, I always get messed up on which box I have to mark on the job applications. Because they always ask you, you know, your race, white, black, Hispanic, other. And for the longest time, I would always mark other. So And I would always read their facial expressions when they were going through this whole job interview and they're like, okay, I see that you're qualified. Uh, I see that you don't, wait, you don't speak Spanish, but then again, you don't know what race you are. I guess you don't have this job then if you don't know what race you are. And it's like, come on, I know what I am and all that. But I work at a dispensary as a, as a security guard. Hey, you've heard this before. This was awesome. And people would always come up to me and they're like, We just want to see what the dispensary looks like. Easy. It smells like your 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 little son's room. You know, you think you think that sweat sucks? Mm-mm. I always tell people yeah, there's two ways you could go up you can go see the dispensary. You can go up the elevator or you can take the steps. But if you take the steps, beware of the midget. People are like midget. What midget? I'm like, oh, the midget that comes out and starts humping your leg on the third third uh, third level, and and if you look down at him, he's going to think you like it. He's going to keep on going at more and more and more. They're like, really? I'm like, no. The door's going to go open up. The smell of cannabis is going to hit your nose. You're going to have this Jimi Hendrix riff go in the back of your head. You're going to think all the employees are walking around with glasses, sunglasses, gallon-sized baggies of weed going, where is my lighter? Oh, it's right here. (laughs) Silly me. They're like, really? Is that really going to happen? I'm like, no. It's like any other place. They're like, cool. Can we talk about that midget again? Shit. All right, so, uh, and, I love, and I love how Colorado has made recor- uh, weed recreational. I love it, because people will come up to me, and I don't know, I'm not the most intimidating security guard, but they always come up, and they're like, can I buy some weed? What? Can I buy some weed? You gotta say it louder, man. Act like you're from Colorado. I want to buy some weed yes green stuff lettuce the devil's lettuce you just got not say crack up in here and it's awesome Now, for me there's nothing better than, than, than that one o'clock hour at, at, in the morning sneaking out smoking a bowl churning around and before you know it okay I've seen all these infomercials I guess I got to do what every male does at this time try to wake up the, the misses. hey are you awake yet are you awake and I end up masturbating come on guys no yeah you know, I know there's there's just two the two guys that are in here do, do you guys do you guys have a Haynes harem do you have that special sock that you guys grab because jump dumping your stuff over Martha Stewart sheets just makes you feel like you're dating a cougar Look, these guys are like my mouth full. I cannot say nothing. I will not say nothing at all, but yes. See, for me, I'm sorry, I have a Haynes harem. It's a sock drawer that I reach in, and every once in a while I'll, I'll, I'll play the luck of the draw, and I'll, and I'll pull out a, a, like a black dress sock, and I'm like, well, you know, I don't feel like being interracial today, but it's short, like the February, like Black History Month. I'm sorry, I thought that was too racist. <laughs> but it was ripped, so it was cool. Um, I also try, you know, then I throw that out, and I'm like, okay, here's a pantyhose. Now there's that one time in college, but man, I don't feel like being kinky right now. Then, I'm like, okay, here it is, boom. And it's an old sock. I'm like, well, I don't want my, my junk to smell like my feet, but at the same time, there's like three holes. So I'm like really messed up on which hole do I stick it into? You know, I'm just so perplexed. I'm like, I could go on the top and around on the sock. No. Throw that out. Then I get this multicolored sock. and I'm like, oh, this is a new one for me. And I start lathering that sucker on. And I notice it's one of those weird socks like, that has digits like a glove, right? I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's like a Roman bathhouse. One of these guys are going to get it. Boom. Oh. And then I realize my dogs are at the end of my bed going, what the hell is he looking at? Why is he pointing up with one hand? All right. Let's see here. How much time do I have left? Okay. Still so going to end it on this. Has anyone dealt with crutches lately? I have. And and, and as you can see, the center of gravity is really horrible. Honestly, I literally, the center of gravity is just just way off. So the doctor, I woke up one morning, the doctor's like, oh, you just got a strained foot, let's just wrap that up and I'll give you crutches. I'm like, what am I going to do with crutches? I have like eight or nine pairs of crutches in my garage, and you're giving me another set of crutches. My daughter looked at me and said, oh, I could bedazzle that for you, Dad. <laughs> Great, that's what Dad needs, a bedazzled crutches. There you go. And there's not like a return to your, your crutch day or anything like that. So, you know, so I turn around and a couple, of, you know, I, I, I get used oh. to moving and doing, doing tricks and hitting stuff with, with my crutches. And the doctor says, hey, you can put those away. Well, what am I going to do with, with the 10th pair of crutches now? So I turned around and I figured out the best way you can thing you can do is when you go to those super salad places or one of those those buffet areas, go in the crutches, go up there because people will help you out. People will move food. They don't want to see anyone hurt in their lobby. And I always get that one guy, that one guy who comes up to me, hey man, what happened to your cro- your foot? Well, I could tell him the truth. I woke up and it just felt strange. Or I could tell them, you know, I saw some old lady getting the shit get kicked out of her. One guy was just hitting her. The other guy was pulling out her purse. And I did what any man should do. I jumped up and said, hey, give me the remote. I to watch the movie. <laughs> when I made myself an adult beverage, I came back. I rolled my ankle. The only thing I rolled that night, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe, look at that, 10 seconds on the dot. The whole two people, awesome, awesome. I hope you stick around because we got way better comics right here and all that. And I didn't even get to listen who I'm supposed to call up next. Who are we calling up? Miriam! Miriam. Uh, now, I let, <laughs> let, me, let me introduce this beautiful lady for you. She's... I had to admit, this is the first time I ever had to admit to a beautiful lady that I stalked you on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your four hands together for uh, Miriam.
4: I'm so creeped out by that guy. Um, My name is Miriam Moreno. Um... I am pretty new to comedy, so I like to always start with, you know, a relatable story to tell you a little bit about myself, you know. Um, Have you guys ever read those books, Little Miss Sunshine, or like Mr. Man, or Mr. Tickles, or whatever? Um, My mom bought me one of those books when I was younger. I forget the title, it's pretty long. Oh, uh... Little Miss, low self-esteem with daddy issues who will never trap a man into loving her and waters her garden with tears of abandonment. Um, it sold one copy because they tracked my uh, social skills through kindergarten and pulled it off the shelves. Um, yeah, so I was raised pretty Catholic. My mom would take me to church all the time. And she took my like shyness for rudeness. So she would always say, like, hey, you go say hi to that man, or you hug that lady. And then she gets mad when I'm 23 and have HPV. It's like you told me to be nice to strangers, Mom. It's kind of on you. Um, I was kind of hanging out with this guy for a while, and I, I figured I the only way to kind of break it off is just to not respond to his texts anymore. And I got a text from him the other night, and it was like, hey, you up? And it was like 4 a.m., so I was like, okay, I'll just ignore it. And then like five more came in, like, hey, let's hang out. Hey, what's up? So I was like, okay, I need to nip this in the butt. So I texted him back and I said, hey, um, just being honest, I'm manically depressed right now, but I'll text you back if I live. And then he replied, K, feel better. Um, I wish that wasn't true, <laughs> so real. Um, and then I was like, oh, okay, cool, that's over. I guess he was nice about it. Um, and then like two weeks later, I get a text again 4:00 4 a.m., hey, you up? It's like, yeah, I guess, come over. Sometimes you just gotta get it in where you fit it in, guys. Um, I have been trying to date again, and uh, I guess that means like you're gonna meet up with someone before midnight in a public place and not just, like, in his Scooby-Doo van around Sloan's Lake. Not that that's happened to me. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess, like, I tend to, you know, have sex with people first before I start dating them because I'm like, oh, you touch my insides. I'm not nervous <laughs> around you anymore. You basically know me. Um, but I decided I should, I should really step up my dating game. Like, I need to stop dating guys that say they're entrepreneurs when all that really means is they're selling their mix CDs outside of 7-Eleven asking people if they like hip-hop. <laughs> like, no Juan Carlos, I don't want to listen to your mixtape again. again. Um, but yeah, that does mean I have to stop having one-night stands, which is hard. Um, but the last one-night stand that I had that I'm going to tell you about uh, happened a couple weeks ago and. Basically this guy asked me to like have brunch with him the next morning, which I think is so rude. It's like I just something dirty, I'm covered in whatever, and I just want to go home and shower. I don't want to go downstairs and pretend your roommates didn't just hear me yell last night like choke me harder. Like it's going to be awkward over Cheerios. Um yeah, I I have found that men are pretty sensitive when it comes to sex stuff. Like you have to, as a woman, you just have to take it where it falls, and that sucks because you might not want to stay over the night, and you might want to walk home in the morning, and your hair is really stiff, and you just want to be nice about it and just be like, hey, just you know, right here, just keep it right here in this area, um, and they never do. So when it comes in your eye, you just want to, you just have to be really sensitive to that and just be like, hey, buddy. I'm gonna go wash this off my face, okay? But don't let that be a reflection of who you are as a person. <laughs> it's like they take it really personally, like how dare you not want my semen in your face. It's like I don't, I'm sorry. Um, you guys, I was just in Mexico, uh, my motherland for a week long and then when i was there all this like stuff with donald trump happened and a bunch of other people calling mexicans a bunch of stuff and i was just like whoa i can't think of one thing we've done to you besides like make you think beach braids are cool which is i guess the biggest atrocity we've done and that sucks i understand but that's nothing to you know hold us down for um One thing about being Mexican is, like, I look white, and it sucks because I'm not at all, and I get called whitewashed a lot. I don't have an accent, I understand, but I always feel like I have to, you know, defend my culture and just be like, whoa, I don't mean to sound like a Mexican hipster, but I was exposed to Chumbawamba at an early age, and also, my dad was murdered by a cartel before it was cool, so okay to laugh at that it's so dark but it's okay <laughs> um yeah I feel like I aged out of the bar scene recently I went um somewhere in Lodo and this guy came up to me and he was like hey I got you this drink want to dance it's like whoa who told you to buy me a drink who are you what's your name who are you from like where are you from who's your mother like I got so paranoid and I was just like this isn't you Miriam you're not this cynical and then I remembered when I was 21 and everyone was going to bash and vinyl. <laughs> she relates to this so hard. And you were 21, you didn't really know what was appropriate to dance. so like, you just walked in and any guy would just come up and just click his dick to your butt, and this, you thought this was okay. You thought, okay, this is dancing now. I'm okay with this. This is, this is fine. Man, this song by Genuine is so long, and, you just took it because you were like, maybe he'll take me to Chubby's after and get my number. And sometimes they wouldn't, and that sucked. One on 38, <laughs> One on 38 that's right. Only twice. Um, but yeah, I always wonder if those guys ever think about me the way I think about them pumping me. Uh, they're like, oh yeah, that cute little Mexican girl. She didn't have a butt, but she knew a lot about Seinfeld. That was cool. Um, guys, I was just recently watching Intervention, and I saw this, uh, the whitest white people problem I've ever seen. It was this guy, he had a meth problem, and also he was, he was, he had, he had an alcohol problem and a meth problem, and then they asked him, like, oh, what's the root of your problem, man? He was like, oh, that's easy. My senior year at Duke, my parents didn't visit me once. I was like, whoa, I've been sucking dick for, like, eight years to get my associate's degree, and I technically should be dead, but that sounds tough, too. But, uh, yeah, that's the whitest white people problem I've ever heard. Um, Yeah, I guess I'll end on this. I am so scared to go to a doctor, you guys, because I'm scared that they'll tell me, like, Miriam, your bones are, like, 80 years old. You can't see, you can't hear for shit. And you have like 10 good years left. And you're like, oh my gosh, Dr. L, can I still have babies? She's gonna be like, no. All the plan B you took in your early 20s has cocooned your uterus. So it's like a no-fly zone in there. (laughs) Nothing's coming in or out. All right, well, that was my time. Thank you so much.
3: Marino, folks. Give it up for her one more time. That was awesome. Any lady who could talk about sucking dick was awesome to me, all right? There you go. Hey, Arnie's Tavern. If you guys haven't seen this place, it's an absolutely awesome place. You walk in, and there's a gigantic rhino head. And that's not a sexual term, folks. There really is a rhino's head through. One of the walls, and I just got briefed on how the history of that came about. But let's keep it going, folks, shall we? Next up on the stage is a very great guy, and his name sounds just like a drug term. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Pearson, folks.
1: Actually, my name sounds like a robot from the Craig Kilborn show. <laughs> Craig, uh, Craig Ferguson. So how you guys doing? All right, come here often? I would hope so. <laughs> You're sitting at the fucking bar. So now I feel like uh, I am not doing uh, Ari's Tavern Comedy. I feel like I'm doing Last Comic Standing in a very cheap place, and Chuck Roy is the only judge. This is kind of weird. And last time, fortunately, I think I might make it this time because when I tried out for Last Comic Standing, they told me I needed a shave and a haircut. Yeah. And then they fucking put up Josh Blue the next year. That sucked. I was like, "Come on, come on. Now I have to grow my beard out and get cerebral palsy, you guys. So who's drinking? You guys are drinking over there at the bar? I hope so. I'm directing all this shit to you three, so do, <laughs> I'm ignoring those guys because they're just like aliens to me. No, uh, you guys are drinking and I'm jealous, because I had to quit drinking, you guys, yeah. Which really sucks for me too, because I'm Irish. Yeah. Especially sucks around the the holidays, right? Like St. Patty's Day. You guys are over at the bar, enjoying the green beer and shit. Best I can do is a shamrock shake. Yeah. This year I got crazy though, guys. Took it to the next level. Got my shamrock shake, I set it down and I just put one little drop of LSD in there. It was magically delicious. (laughs) That is a cereal joke, it's not a drug joke, so don't get confused. (laughs) So, uh, boy, we're in the midst of the summer, you guys, and uh, it, it gets a little hot out here. Not really hot, but it's, it's a pretty good summer we've been having. Nice weather and stuff. I used to live in Las Vegas, you guys. You guys have been to Vegas, right? Oh, my God. Let me tell you, last time I was in Vegas, it was so hot, I paid a hooker to blow on me. Yeah. Just to cool me off. It, yeah. Yep. It worked. It worked. Uh, Vegas is a weird place When I lived in Vegas You know, shit happened to me there that never happened anywhere else Like when I lived in LA and stuff Could be 2 o'clock in the morning 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it really doesn't matter There's a Mexican dude at my front door Ready to sell me a bootleg DVD Which is awesome Because how did he know I wanted Captain America? Right then, I did That was cool But you gotta be careful because it's Vegas, guys Everything's a gamble out there I got that DVD of Pacific Rim put it in my DVD player. Turned out to be Asian porn. <laughs> Let me tell you, those guys have little dicks. <laughs> and so do the chicks. Yes, I watched it. I paid five bucks. It's one of my faves. So uh, pickup lines in Vegas. This is weird, you guys. Uh, you know what's great about this show, by the way? You got the TV on over there? So if you get bored with me, guys, just feel free to take a look at what's going on on the tube. (laughs) I don't care at all. Uh, Yeah, when I was in Vegas, here's a pickup line, never heard anywhere else, standing at a bus stop in the middle of the day, right? Bunch of people around me. This 40-something tweaker chick pushing her bicycle stops and makes eye contact with just me of all the people. Yep, looks me in the eye and says, look at you with all your teeth. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I fucked her, her name is Toothless. (laughs) I save a ton of money on dentistry, she's a great gal. She's a great gal. You know what's crazy too? You guys remember the old days in Vegas, people would dress up, right? They would look nice in the casinos. They made it like it was a big deal. Now you go in the casino, people have glow sticks, they got a pacifier in their mouth, I mean it's like a rave. So I thought, you know what, I'm gonna ease into it, get, get a little bit into the groove of things. I put on a pair of pink sunglasses, right? Start walking down the Vegas Strip, immediately, a redneck in a 4x4 drives by and yells, Nice pink sunglasses, faggot! Whoa! I was shocked and a little bit flattered because he thought I was good-looking enough to be gay. Which probably means I don't have to work out, so I'm I'm not gonna. So, uh, I met my girlfriend in Las Vegas, you guys. I'm very happy. I got some news I'd like to share with you guys. My girlfriend just became a grandmother. Yeah, nothing? Nothing for that? It's great news for me because that makes me a grandmotherfucker. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to get a t-shirt for my grandson with that on it. Uh, Yeah, I'm in a relationship, and you know what kills me in the relationship, you guys? This thing right here. I mean, isn't it like, first of all, spell check can suck my duck. And secondly, I was in an argument with my girlfriend the other day. You know, you're feverishly trying to save your relationship, right? You're sitting there texting and just like, please let me say the right words. You know what? Autocorrect screwed me up. I chose the word baby, it chose bitch. That's not my fault. You ever wonder what your you ever wonder what your friends would think if they knew what you called them in your address book? You know, never has weed, Steve. <laughs> Bad Breath Betty. Dickhead Ted. And then there's just someone in there that's called Asshole. <laughs> you don't even know who that is. Um, I need to do a, a, a self-promotional thing right here. This actually, just to clarify with you guys, this is not a selfie. I'll explain what this is all about. That's for my parole officer. When I tell him I'm at Ari's, that's exactly where I'm at, you guys, seriously. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So... Uh, you guys, I'm into the, you guys into the superhero movies? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, su- I'm really excited about all these great superhero movies that they got out. I mean, they got some cool ones out. And uh, my favorite new one that, that I watched is Ant-Man. Have you guys seen Ant-Man? That was really cool because this guy's got the ability to shrink down and then blow up at any given moment. I would love that because I would save so much money on pot. I would just take the smallest kernel of weed, shrink down, put it in my bowl, get high and then blow up again. And then I've smoked nothing. It's awesome. It's infinitesimal. So uh, yeah, the other thing too is, um, I love to, have you seen now that they're, they're making Batman versus Superman? They, I mean, they're trying every idea they can with Batman. You know what's next guys? Batman. Ladies and gentlemen, from the makers of Batman comes Batman, starring Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, and Adam West as Alfred the Butler. <laughs> I be retarded. Uh, you know what's crazy is, um, did you guys see the, the Batman Dark Knight Rises? My favorite villain was Bane, you guys. Bane is a great villain, but he's also a really scary boss because he talks to you very nice before he lets you go. I mean, could you imagine if Bane were your boss? and would be like, I see you decided to step into work late today.
0: Apparently, you don't own a watch.
1: Well, go ahead and mock yourself tardy. Begin working. And then at the end of the workday, when you clock out, I give you permission to die. That's my bane. Thank you, guys. It looks better when I have a mask on and I'm you know, bald. But uh, yeah, man, I'm pretty sure Peter Parker was a stoner, you guys. I don't know if you know this, but uh, he's got all the symptoms. I mean, look at him. He still lives at home. He's in love with Mary Jane. And he spends most of his time just hanging around. That's a stoner. That is a stoner. You notice uh, they're, making, they're trying to make movies of all these comic books. The one guy nobody wants to play is Aquaman. They just can't, they just can't seem to find it. own. And they're missing the best guy right in front of them. Could you guys imagine if Matthew McConaughey played Aquaman? Wouldn't that be awesome? They'd be like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> like I'm going to need an octopus, a narwhal couple of catfish come on over here i know you're not sea creatures i'm gonna need about seven starfish and two count them two seahorses there's an oil spill you guys go take care of that i'm gonna eat some fish tacos right over here man that would be cool uh speaking of fish tacos uh yeah if, you know what's crazy is you guys they're uh, they're trying to find out if there's life on Pluto. Have you noticed that? They, they think that they, you know, they found water, so they think there might be life. Look, before you find out if there's life on Pluto, let's determine what kind of meat is in a jack-in-the-box taco. Please. That's a mystery that we need solved. you know what I'm saying? Have you noticed, guys, that, that the fast food industry, the, the corporate world knows that Colorado exists and that there's a bunch of stoners out there? Like you go to Carl's Jr. They're wearing t-shirts that say, wake and bake. We wake and bake every morning. I was over at Good Times. They had a a t-shirt that said, we drug test our bacon. These are for real. I'm just waiting for Chiba Hut to come out with a t-shirt that says, all our employees are stoned. That would be cool. (laughs) Speaking of Carl's Jr., they know we're high, you guys. Did you see that thing they tried to pull this summer? The Ultimate American Thick Burger. We've taken a double cheeseburger and popped on a hot dog. Who is this for, stoners? I mean, but they just started it. They need to go further. The Ultimate American Puke Burger. We've taken two all beef patties, cheese, a hot dog, a jelly donut, a taco, pizza rolls, chocolate chip cookies, Vanilla ice cream and chop suey and put it all between two waffles. It's the ultimate American puke burger. (laughs) That would be pretty sick. So, uh, you guys like to watch the TV shows? Well, there's one on right now in case you're not. I like it when the DJs do the mashups, right? They'll take... Two different songs, like a Slayer song, and mix it with Adele. I wish they did that with TV. Wouldn't that be cool? It'd be like pole dancing with the stars. This week on The Pole, it's TV's Betty White and Whoopi Goldberg. Watch Betty break a hip. That'd be great. Dick Dynasty. A bunch of old dudes with beards that make dildos. That'd be cool. So you think you can fuck. There's a TV show for anyway. Do you guys ever see uh, that show Doomsday Preppers? About these, cra- these people that are terrified because it's the end of the world? It, that's a nutty show, you guys. These people are packing up. They call it uh, bugging out, right? And they collect a bunch of food and ammunition and shit for the end of the world. That's how they doomsday prep. You know how I doomsday prep? I watch the show, and I find out where they live. And then that way I write that down, and oh, good, there's a guy in... Tulsa that's got a bunch of shit. I'm going to fucking go there after the world ends. It's going to be awesome. Have you seen that, that show, Finding Bigfoot? That's a weird one. Look, we're not going to find Bigfoot, you guys. We don't even know where Waldo is. Can somebody here tell me where on earth is Carmen San Diego? Anybody? And for that matter, who framed Roger Rabbit? Please, one person in this room. Nobody? <laughs> you notice how in Colorado you guys... uh. Marijuana's legal, right? So they're slowly gonna start making commercials for potheads. I mean, remember those terrible anti-pot commercials, right? Now they're gonna make commercials for us. Imagine like the MasterCard debit commercial, be like, one-eighth ounce of OG Master Kush, sixty-five dollars. Hand-blown glass pipe, forty-five dollars. 1968 Volkswagen bus, eight hundred dollars having a cop drive past you while you're getting stoned, priceless. <laughs> or how about those uh, those Dos Equis commercials, I love, the most interesting man in the world. Why not the most interesting stoner in the world, right? He's the most interesting stoner in the world. He smokes more marijuana than the Wu-Tang Clan. He considers chicken pot pie a three-course meal. He claims to have known Snoop Dogg since he was a pup. Every watch, clock, or timepiece he owns is permanently set at 420. He claims to have coined the phrase puff, puff, pass. In the presence of law enforcement, he can literally smell bacon. He's the most interesting stoner in the world. I don't normally smoke marijuana, my friends, but when I do, I do it every day for 30 years. <laughs> Stay stony, my friends. That goes over great at the bongathon, Chuck. I don't know if you know. <laughs> I just came back from the bongathon, and let me tell you, my lungs are tired, you guys. I don't know. Uh, so here, I'm going to end with this, you guys. You guys like impressions? Well, whether you do or not, I'm going to do them anyway. So it really doesn't matter at this point. You notice Hollywood? He's, he's running out of ideas. So now they're, now they're going back to our childhood and turning every movie into a damn Lego movie. That's just ridiculous. There's going to be a Batman and Robin Lego movie. You know what I'm waiting for? Lego Expendables. Lego Expendables starring Sylvester Stallone. Yo, I'm going to need you guys you know, help me out on this one. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Get down! Al Pacino. Hoo-ha! Jason Statham. Look, I don't want to be in a fucking children's movie, all right? I fucking kill anybody that tries to make me. Ice-T. Yo, I hate Legos, man. I stepped up on one of those motherfuckers, hurt my foot for a week. Fuck Legos. Matthew McConaughey. Look, I told you I was going to be in this movie too, man. <laughs> all right. Gary Busey do you guys know that Lego actually stands for leaving everything go on <laughs> Patrick Warburton uh, you guys probably don't remember me I was the gay guy in Ted putty anybody <laughs> Seth Rogan why am you know why am I in a Sylvester's I you know, I shouldn't be in an action fl- I wasn't very good in uh, Green Hornet, you guys I don't know if you saw that Gilbert Gottfried It's not so bad That I'm in a Lego movie But I have to be in a Sylvester Stallone movie? American Dad Look at Francine I'm in a Sylvester Stallone movie Isn't that cool, Roger? No, it's actually not that cool, Stan Family Guy All right, here's the thing, if I get to use a gun, can I shoot my wife? Because that would be really cool. Uh, Actually, no, you can't shoot, that's against the law, Peter. Uh What the deuce am I doing in a Sylvester Stallone movie? Thank you, guys. New shit I'm working on.
3: Jeffrey Peterson, folks, the only guy I know who can say stay away from the Afghan weed, man. (laughs) because when they get stoned, they get stoned to death. All right, folks, let's keep this show rolling. We have a very, very attractive... Oh, no, wait, wait. Before we bring the next coming up, let's talk about Melissa real quick. All those here, make sure you're tipping her good. She's working hard. She's pouring the drinks for you. Here she is. Let's all give her a big hand. (laughs) Melissa, folks. Woo! Melissa told me, don't put me on the spot, all right? But you're doing an awesome job. Thank you very much. Make sure, let's make sure we tip her out and all that. Next lady coming up. She's going to be on the Highland Comedy Festival coming up very, very soon. I give you the one and only Carrie Denise.
5: That would be the High Plains Comedy Festival. That would be the Comedy Festival in the city where you do comedy. That is the Comedy Festival in the city where you live. That is the High Plains Comedy Festival, Mr. Comedian. Uh, I, don't, I don't do impressions, you guys, but I got stories about famous people. You guys in the lane? I got to do this thing late. There's only three of you. There were six, and now there's three, and there were two before that, and we've all been counting. It's fun. Uh, i got to do this thing later. i got to do this thing where I tell stories uh, and I have to lie or tell the truth. Do you guys want to play? You guys want to interact? Play a game? Yeah? Alright, alright. So I'm going to tell you three quick stories. This is round one. Two of them are true. One of them is a lie. Alright? By the way, I used to be a homeless drug addict. This is not part of the game. I have interesting stories. I'm just saying I'm hoping it'll be a difficult game. This is my... All right. Uh, when, I was, uh, when I was eight years old, I it was in a magnet school, and I played the piano. And Van Cliburn came to my magnet school and spoke and played the piano, and then he asked if anybody wanted to play the piano with him. I was uh, seven or eight years old. And uh, everyone else was too afraid, and so I raised my hand, and I volunteered, and I got to go sit on the bench with Van Cliburn, and uh, he asked me what song that we were going to play together, and I said Chopsticks. And I made Van Clyburn play Chopsticks with me uh, in my school auditorium when I was eight years old. And he did it. He totally did it. Um, that's story number one. Story number two uh, is that when I lived in Brooklyn, I worked for John McEnroe at his tennis facility uh, on an island where no cabs would ever take me to work because uh, they didn't know where it was. And... <laughs> I, I got caught drinking on the job constantly, and uh, that's not why I got fired. You guys actually got promoted after I got caught drinking on the job. However, I did get fired from that job for fucking my boss's boyfriend. Uh, John McEnroe is not my immediate supervisor, I should point out. I did not fuck John McEnroe's boyfriend. I don't think he has one. Um, but yeah, drank on the job, got promoted, fucked my boss's boyfriend, got fired. That's why I left Brooklyn in case anybody's wondering. Uh, My third story is, uh, I've never intentionally bought methamphetamines. However, there is a meth dealer in Austin who wants to kill me, and that's one of the reasons why I left Austin, Texas, uh, because I told everybody that his cocaine was laced with methamphetamines, which it was, Uh, and uh, yeah, he ran me out of town. So those are my three stories. All right. So we're gonna give them names. You have to vote. Two of them are true. One of them's a lie. Uh, so I guess we just vote for the lie, right? So we got like, We got Meth. We got Van Cliburn. And we got uh, Brooklyn. What do we Which one's the lie? Brooklyn. The Meth. Brooklyn. She says. All right. We gotta we gotta raise hands. We gotta vote. Okay. So raise your hand if you think I'm lying about uh, working for John McEnroe and fucking my boss's boyfriend. One, two, three. All right, four. All right, raise your hand if you think I'm lying about Van Cliburn. This chick in the front. One, okay, and raise your hand if you think I'm lying about methamphetamines. You're right, because I have bought meth on purpose, and I wasn't afraid of that dude at all. He did want to kill me, but I carried a bat to open mics, and I was like, fuck you, bro. This is going great. Awesome. Uh, Round two. Uh, These are both two stories about famous people that I've met. One of them is true, and one of them is a lie. All right? When I, uh, when I worked at uh, the comedy club in Austin, Texas, at uh, Cap City Comedy Club, I used the excuse to my boyfriend that I had to go sell Norm McDonald weed in his hotel room and I made my boyfriend sit in the car while I had sex with Norm McDonald in his suite and I came back. That's, that's the first story. Second story is that uh, when I was in New York and I, was, uh, I went to the comedy cellar one night And uh, I got kicked out of the comedy cellar for being too loud. And when I was walking down the street, I saw Dave Attell and Anthony Jeselnik outside. It was before Anthony Jeselnik was famous. And I asked Dave Attell if he knew where I could buy some weed. And he yelled at me and made me cry. And he used the words, do you know who I am? And it was fantastic. And he was like, I'm a drunk, not a pothead. Fuck you. And then uh, like three months later, I ran into Anthony Jeselnik at South by Southwest in Austin. And he laughed at me and gave me weed. And it was pretty great. So those are my two stories. Uh, I, I either I cheated on my boyfriend with Norm MacDonald or David Tell yelled at me and made me cry. Uh, raise your hand if you think I cheated on my boyfriend with Norm MacDonald. If you think I did it. If you think I did it. You're right, I didn't do that. I totally didn't do that. I did sell him weed and he grabbed my ass. and made me really mad. Um, it's fine, though. All right, that one needs work because it was obvious, right? It was needs more details. It needs some, like, juicy... Juicy Norm Macdon- He looked really bad that week too It was like right before he got his new TV show He was real fat and he had gray hair He wore the same sweatpants and a Dallas Cowboys jersey To every single show was, That's just a yeah. Am I getting a light or like a finger Oh, not at all. oh okay I'm, I don't know I'm just getting into your act Because I was surprised Oh you know what He actually didn't give me weed He came up to me and said I had weed And I would have given it to you And I'm sorry that David Tell made you cry I, I can't not lie, you guys. <laughs> That's part of the problem with this game. They're all lies. No. Uh, all right. So the third round, I'm going to tell you a story. One story you have to decide if it's true or false, okay? So uh, when I was a little kid in the 80s, my brother and I broke into a neighborhood bakery, and we ate a bunch of cookie dough. And I got so sick, and I didn't want to tell my mom what I did, so I told her that I had the flu, and they took me to the doctor, uh, and my mom's a nurse, so I knew that I had to have a fever to really be sick and have the flu. And I knew I didn't have a fever because my mom's a nurse. For some reason, I knew uh, that if you took your temperature uh, with a butt thermometer, like, your temperature would be higher. So when they, when they left the room, <laughs> I stuck it in my butt, and then I put it back in my mouth. And I came back, and uh, it worked. <laughs> it was a higher temperature, and they, they thought I was sick. Um, so do you guys think that really happened? Raise your hand if you think I took a thermometer and put it in my butt and then put it back in my mouth. Two people? Two people that know me, kind of? I didn't do that. That's a total lie. Uh, that's a good lie, though, right? Like, it's a fun lie. Yeah? You think? Yeah, I think so. Um, real quick, just a little bit. I, I, you know, I, I should have introduced myself. My, uh, my mother tells me that I have a whiskey voice, which is adorable, uh, but it's inaccurate. I have whiskey breath. I have believe me, a voice, Ma. Let's give credit where it's due. You know what I mean? Uh, don't feel bad for me, I don't, I don't throw up because I think I'm fat, you guys, I just don't like to poop I think it's, I think it's gross, I'm a lady I have a choice uh, alright, well thanks for, thanks for playing with me, you guys I'm going to go away, I'm Carrie Denise y'all can catch me on the High Plains Comedy Festival I'm a huge dick, uh, have a great night
3: Carrie Denise, folks that was awesome I was befuddled on all three of them Hey, folks, uh, coming up next is, I, I think this is a new cat coming on stage. I'm not too sure. I introduce you, a pleasure, Mr. Chuck Roy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Thank you. It's my first time telling jokes, I hope. I hope this goes over. Uh, I know it's totally not my first time. I think you knew that. Oh, okay. Oh, so then your name is Chuck. That was the guy uh, you were working with. Uh, uh, I was off by 50 percent. Friend of Chuck. Um, so uh, thanks for being here. I know it's the Republican uh, Party convention, and uh, a lot of you wanted to watch that. Uh, I'll give you the updates. I've I've been watching. Uh, I watched. I watched the first debate. That was a, a that was a pretty thr- that was a thriller. The thriller in Manila. That's what they're going to call that. The big land in Cleveland. Uh, Rick Perry was the star of that debate uh, going in uh, of course he was uh, in the top debate before but now he's moved down to the bottom debate uh, that, that's what happens when you say oops as a top as a top you say oops you move to the bottom how y'all doing tonight you're right you're right that's, I didn't even get a laugh and then I transitioned right into the quiz and that that's, that's my new move. Regardless of how the first joke is, I launch right into how you doing tonight and, and are you having a good time? I learned that move from Beyonce. I watch a Beyonce concert, Beyonce live at Glastonbury. I recognize that, that my show isn't a popular concert like hers. Like, let's admit, if word got out that Beyonce was here an hour ago, this place would be packed. Right? I've been here two hours and, and, and the crowd is... It's now up to eight. So We're getting there. I just, I reckon, and and four of them are leaving. The the one guy I even, I sort of knew. That's how terrible my, that's how terrible my act is going. And and that's why, that's why I wanted to watch Beyonce. She's, nobody walks out on her show. She's phenomenal. And she, she has things to say during her show. Like she'll say like, "Are, are you having a good time tonight? After one song and it, when I saw her do it, I was like, I, I, I don't know. You, you've only done one song. I, I don't know if I'm having a good time tonight. I think it's a little early for the quiz. And uh, She's good at the quiz. Like, she'll say things motivationally like, tonight, you and I will listen to my songs and we'll change the world. And I, I mean, I did the one new joke. It, it wasn't even good. Is that... How's that gonna change the world? I, I don't know. I, I have things to work on, but there's one thing I think I can add to my show that she does. Like after each speech line, she does. She got her power band behind her, and she does a little power move. She'll be like, uh, "You and I, have hopes and dreams, and we change the world." And then she does this. And that, yeah, that that move is. Like, uh, I can add that to my show. I I, I can. That, yeah, I, I I don't look as sexy as she does. I, I look like Bigfoot passing a kidney stone. But I change the world, you know.
6: <laughs>
2: She'll say things like "Don't worry about your bills." Eh, I, I can't say that, Mike. You own this place. You you got to worry about your bills tonight. <laughs> I I, I, I think you you know like I want to say "Don't worry about your," but I'm worried about your bills. Eh. I'm worried about my bills. You know, it was just August rent. Where's September coming from? I'm worried. I could say things like, don't worry about that overdraft fee. (laughs) You know, go ahead, order another round. That's just $38. You'll get it sometime. (laughs) Right? Don't worry about that baby you left in the car. You know, you left the keys with it. Ah, babies love to play with keys. Uh, Too soon? Is that what you're saying? Is that is it too soon to do the joke about the fictional baby left in the car? When's too late? You know, I think if I don't bring up the fictional baby, then we're closer to too late. You're right. All right, well, my dad called me and asked me uh, uh, about the gay marriage thing. Wheel in tight, everybody. Uh, <laughs> tighter than a twink butt. Come on in. Ah. Uh, this is the kind of thing, like, like a, a, as a gay guy, you want to have that kind of relationship with, a, with your parents. I, I'm 42, and they come from a generation very different than mine, or very different from younger generations. So uh, quite a challenge for them to have to try and do things like call me up and go. like I thought that was pretty cool, my dad. He's like, you know, now that the gay marriage is legal, I think it's time you got to start thinking about settling down, son, you know. I thought that's adorable. It was kind of a panic. And then he's like, he said this. He goes, You know, you're not getting any younger. And I fired right back. I said, You know, neither are my boyfriends. <laughs> a twink is a twink is a twink. You know, they're 18 to 22. They don't ever turn 23. You just replace them. Uh, <laughs> right? Boyfriend ends an end for a reason. Uh, you're romantics. So I'm sorry. Uh, My sister, I I told her that. She got so mad. She's a romantic too. She's a good person. She was upset. We spoke today. Uh, They kicked two people out of my sister's sewing club for sharing needles. Uh, You're right at the bar. That's an old joke, but I was bringing it back in for the. You know, sometimes Beyonce does the hits. Don't worry about the baby in the car. He's dreaming. (laughs) I guess I could settle down. Uh, It's just uh, none of the twinks I'm dating uh, are settling down a bull, you know. Uh, I got one twink. He's beautiful, but dumb as a fucking stump, Uh, which is, you know, kind of how I like him. But that's not how I want to settle down, you know. Uh, I'm 43 now, and he he can't. settle into like my system. I, I'm 43 and I got, there are things that that's the way they work in my home and, and don't fuck them up. Uh, for instance, I have a hand towel system in my shower. Uh, new washcloths come in and enter the shower on the north side of the shower. Uh, they stay on the north side and they wash the north tower. That's the north side. of the They do the face and up here. And then they uh, hang on a, a little hook and then whatever cloth is on that hook moves over to the south side of the shower and they handle the south side of the bear and that's a you know that's a pretty good system uh, that's been working for me for a long time uh, my twink can't handle it can't remember which side comes in all the time just grab south tower towel and washing his face with yeah i'm like dude you're washing like your face with my ass which is what got us in here in the first place uh, Yeah, it's a dirty joke, but it's actually it's a clean, dirty joke. It's about cleaning. Um, I, I have dirty jokes to close, everybody. Um, I think you'll be okay. I mean, I love you, Aries, and I bring some of my freshest material here to you when I come in. Today, I, I, I started uh, the process of writing the Dirty Christmas Show. Is it, is it too early to write dirty Christmas jokes? I say... Fuck no, everybody. Uh, every year, the day after Thanksgiving, I, I host a dirty Christmas show at the Oriental Theater, and so means I got to have fresh new jokes. And this is the one I, I every year I write. Santa's got a big dick jokes. Uh, I, I don't know if you know that, but Santa Santa's got a huge dick. How big is it? Why, it's bigger than this audience. Hey, hey, that was that was cheap. That was, and that doesn't even mean it's big. Uh, Santa's dick is long. I hope you know that. How long is it? It's longer than the Iranian nuclear agreement. Um, you're right. That's a that's a terrible joke. Uh, fuck, there's one more. Uh, I, I don't think it's good enough to close on, everybody. Uh, you're going to let me know. Santa's dick gets hard. His big dick gets hard. How hard does it get? Well, it gets... It gets harder than trying to figure out what Donald Trump stands for. That's my closer. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate you coming out to our race. See you next
3: time. Chuck Roy. Give it up again for Mr. Chuck Roy. Awesome, awesome time. I'm loving it. We hope, hope you enjoy this. And we're here every, what is this? every week we do a show from so please tune in and all that we have our last comedian come up and uh, hopefully he attracts more people other than subtract people out of here and all that and all that stuff look it's so good even the cook came out let's give a hand to the cook and Melissa for running such a great place this is Cook's, oh, oh, wow, I thought could was going outside. All right, give it up for Mr. Mikey
6: Wheel. How are we all doing tonight? Yeah, yeah thank you. Welcome to my special. <laughs> Big headlining gig, Comedy Central was like, do you want the Fillmore? I was like, Nope. They were like, you want Chorus Field? I was like, nope. They were like, what do you want, Mike Wheel? I said, Ari's Tavern. <laughs> when there are three people there. We got cameras, everything. It's great. How are you doing, guys, at the bar? I think, I think the girl at the bar was just laughing at something the bartender said and not even me. I'm killing it right now. I'm killing it. Let's give it up for your host, Joe Eddings. Woo! Woo! Uh, like Joe, I also come from a split background uh, My father's Jewish, my mother's Catholic I didn't really grow up with either religion uh, As far as I got was I was baptized and circumcised Or as I like to put it, snipped, then dipped <laughs> Cut it out Everywhere you look, everywhere's for skin. Ba-ba-ba It's a Full House song <laughs> Joe's coming back to Netflix, Fuller House I get paid five cents when I say that, so that's cool Anybody here like to uh, drink? You guys like drinking? Yeah. Nice. Uh, I don't drink much, but when I do drink, I like to go out to gay bars. Anybody like to go out to gay bars? No. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a straight dude, but I love gay bars. I love them for three reasons. Uh, I like to dance on tables. Uh, I like to use the women's restroom because it's really clean. And most of all, I like to not get punched in the face, and that's always nice. I was at at a gay club recently. I don't really love clubs. I don't love paying a lot for drinks. I don't love, you know, for three hours. But I was like, you know what? And in the night, I was like, damn. Gays really make this fun. Like, if we incorporated gays into more things, it would be pretty awesome. Like, if we had gay news anchors, you would never be upset by the news. Right? Tune into Channel 7. A woman was stabbed to death walking on Colfax. That's what's going to happen if you wear white after Labor Day. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Fuck that woman. You can't do that. It's a good thing she got stabbed. The tornado that devastated a small town in Kansas. Can we zoom in on the house? Really? Those curtains with that rug? Extreme home makeover. Tornado edition. Nice. Nice. Uh it's got a couple people at home watching this, got my girlfriend watching it. I got a girlfriend now, which is cool. Thanks <laughs> thanks. Uh me and her met on an airplane, but I think that's embarrassing, so I just tell people that we met on jdate.com. She has a dog, which is nice because I can blame all my farts on her dog. That's pretty cool. Uh she's watching, her mom's watching. So even if I'm not funny, just laugh, right? <laughs> I got a laugh track on my phone, too, just in case. Uh, Some other people are watching this. My mom and dad are watching. I've always wanted to do this. Mom and dad, if you're watching this, go to bed. (laughs) Right? No, but it's my dad's birthday, and he's 63. I think that we should sing to him. You guys want to sing? his His name's Mike. Also Mike. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mike. Happy birthday to you. Woo! That takes up about three minutes of my time, so that's nice. That's good. That's nice. Uh, my dad's getting older. He's 63 now, and he, he surfs and he golfs every weekend, which is crazy, because I got tired walking up to the stage tonight. I'm 26. It's weird though, it's really weird because as my dad gets older, my Nana gets older because that's how life works. It's really weird because my Nana's so old she makes those like orgasm sounds when she moves. (laughs) I don't see her much but I come from an Italian family so I like to catch up. I'm always like, Nana, how are you? (laughs) I'm good, Michael, how are you? Up till five minutes ago, Nana, I was amazing. (laughs) Up until that exact moment can I get you something from the fridge? Oh. I was really hungry, Nana, up until about five minutes ago. Moved into an apartment. I'm on the 13th floor. Anybody here not on the first floor of a building? Yeah. It's, it's weird. I, I moved in. The first thing I noticed was, uh, you know, it said, hey, if there's ever a fire, don't take the elevator, take the stairs. I'm on the 13th floor. If there's a fire, I will go down with that fire. <laughs> 13 flights? Hell no. That's a lot, people. That's a lot. What else do I have? How about that weed in Colorado? I don't have any jokes about it. So Man. Uh, I, like to, I like to just joke a lot when I feel uh, comfortable with the audience. Um, does anybody here just have an average size or smaller than average penis? It's always one woman. It's always one woman. I like having an average penis. I really do. Because a lot of people are like, I got a big old dick. I got a big old dick. I would hate to have a big dick, right? Because not only when you have sex is it just the tip, but like masturbating me becomes such a chore. Like right now I masturbate and I'm just, oh. Right now I masturbate? What's up? It's just like that and I'm done. Not time-wise, but that's how far up and down I have to go. It's nice. Like, if you have a big penis, masturbating becomes like churning butter, right? I have to work in the morning. I don't have time for this right now. Thank you. Thank you, guy in the back who has a big penis. (laughs) A lot of sex tapes out there by celebrities. You guys like sex tapes? Yeah. Yeah, audience. You guys are a wild one tonight. Uh, Colin Farrell's got one. Uh, Paris Hilton's got one. Do you guys listen to Modest Yahoo in here? This joke's going to go for swimmingly then. <laughs> this is this is perfect. Uh, I'd like to see a sex tape with Modest Yahoo where he's just having sex, and he's like, Yidi, yo, 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 Jerusalem! He's Jewish. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, money sucks these days, am I right? Money sucks. Not many jokes about that either. Just want to talk to you guys. How about them Broncos? Yeah. Was it, wait, was that the cook? Oh, damn, that would have been cool. I would have got a free beer out of it. Oh, well. What else should I do for you guys? It's nice you guys to come here. Do you want me to do that bit that you love? You want me to do that bit? All right. Uh, So I was born Jewish and Catholic. And then when I was growing up, everybody was Catholic. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be original. I'm going to tell everybody I'm Jewish and stick out. Terrible fucking idea. I was made fun of until I was about 13, 14. Then one day I come into school and nobody's making fun of the Jewish kids. We kind of get that, like, you know, uh, Stockholm Syndrome feeling first block goes by, nobody makes fun of me for having a big nose. Second block, nobody makes fun of me for, you know, picking up quarters. Then we noticed. We noticed it was the redheads. Everybody had turned their attention to the redheads. And we were all like, thank God. And the worst part is that we joined in. We were like, you gingers, you don't have any souls. It gets better. Just hold on. It gets better. That was that bit you loved, remember? You saw me in a uh, Minneapolis when I did it? Remember? You follow me to all my... Sh- to Never been there. But I've been there and here. Been there and here. You guys like impressions? Yeah. Cool. I do have something about those. i um, like to end with some impressions. Um, this first one's an impression of Christopher Walken. Uh, most people who have never been to a comedy show know this is the first person ever doing a Christopher Walken impression. Uh, it's Christopher Walken falling off the swing set as a child. Oh, thank you. Uh, this next one is Al Pacino. This is Al Pacino. Uh, this is Al Pacino. Uh, he's going to be trying out for a Pixar movie and he's playing an owl. Ho-ha! Thank you. Because owls go, whoo, and then From (laughs) Senate. Thanks, crowd.
4: You guys are good tonight.
6: (laughs) Oh man, let me do my bit. (sighs) I got a couple more for you. Uh, Ray Romano from the '90s. Everybody remember Ray? This is Ray Romano constipated. Thank you. Thanks. Sometimes when we touch, the honesty is too. That's a great song. You guys like that song? You want to sing it? Like, happy birthday? No? (laughs) Keep telling jokes. All right. I will. Jesus. You guys like Bob Dylan? I don't, but here's an impression of him. Uh, This is an impression of Bob Dylan, and he's, okay, this is going to blow your minds. Impression of Bob Dylan doing an impression of a siren. (laughs) Right? That's crazy. That's like the Matrix. That's like Inception. (baw) Here it is. Thank you, Bob Dylan. For those watching at home, those are real laughs this time. Those are real laughs. <laughs> Killing it. Uh, it should end there, but I got to end on my opener. Uh, this is a, another great impression. Uh, it's not a famous person. Uh, this is a, a mime. You guys know mimes. <laughs> One person. Is that the size of his penis or? Mime cock, that's my new, that's my new band name. We're, we're playing the Ogden on Saturday. Mime cock. Uh, this is a mime, uh, a mime who, uh, in the middle of a performance, just found out he got his girlfriend pregnant. Mime just found out he got his girlfriend pregnant. Fuck! Thank you, I'm Mike Wheel. Let's give it up for your host! Go to bed, mom and dad. Woo!
3: Mike Wheel, Mickey Wheel, folks. Mickey Wheel. I'm so bad with names, it's my phobia. I'm a male. don't hold it against me, unless you have a beautiful body. Hey, folks, that's the show for tonight. Thank you to the whole. We start off with two, we end up with four people loving it. Melissa, thank you very much. The cook, thank you. Artie's having, thank you very much. Chuck Roy, as well. You are just not more than man. You are more than this the myth. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. You have a good night. Bye bye.